recording. So, man, um, I watched uh, I watched the Peanut Butter Falcon the other day. Did you, did you see that one yet? No, I've not watched it. Is that the like a uh, Shia LaBeouf movie? Yeah, like here's the thing. Like I, I hate Shia LaBeouf. Like, like <laughs> up until like I don't, I don't hate him as a person. You know what I mean? But I'm just mm-hmm. like annoyed. I guess I'm annoyed by him as as a person, which makes me not want to like watch his movies at all. I totally get that. I yeah. And a buddy of mine saw this movie, and he was like, like he wouldn't shut up about it. Like he was just like constantly like dude you gotta watch this movie it's so good it's so good it's so good so i did like i just like just like i'm like all right I'm gonna, i'll give it like 15 minutes and then i'm out you know like all i don't right, want to yeah. watch it man it was so good all right i gotta watch it because i watched honey boy okay. uh, a while and that's like the movie about his life and he's really good like at he it plays too. his own dad or whatever yeah yeah and it's like really trippy and that's like oh my god that's super sad that that's his life, and now I understand him a little bit because his dad was like a a, a failed rodeo clown, and that's got to be like the weirdest thing to be like successful, and your dad is failing at like one of the most nonsense things they could think of. Yeah, this one has got like this kid with uh, this kid Zach with Down syndrome. He's uh like they just their crad their pads cross. It's like this whole like uh kind of like Huck Finn sort of you know what I mean like that kind of like a like a like a I don't know. It was crazy. It was so good. It was so good. It was touching. It was heartwarming. It made my heart melt a little bit. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was nice. I need. It was. I needed it. Like, yeah. Everything's so fucked constantly that I needed to feel good about something, and that movie made it happen for me. The third, uh, the new Bill and Ted movie was that for me. Like that. Really? Oh my god. It it's like as a big Bill and Ted fan. It was yeah. just so necessary, and it was just like, oh, this makes me feel so good to watch. It Man. was just like, you, sometimes you just need, like, a positive movie to I watch. I might watch that tonight. I'm not even lying to you. Like, I might. Do it. It's very, it's not like I started watching long. Fargo. It's mm. not long. Yeah, no, yeah. I started watching the, the show Fargo, and that's so good, but I'm like, man, I'm like, this is just so dark. <laughs> I <laughs> watched, <laughs> we just finished watching uh, The Haunting in Bly Manor. And I didn't like it. Like you I liked, like, I loved it. I loved the first mo- the first one. This one, I was just like so over it because it was so. I don't know. It's 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 unnecessarily complicated for such an easy story. And then like the last episode just goes on for like three years, and you're like, this isn't this isn't that interesting for you to make this long. <laughs> Like, we have we have a definitive different viewpoint on this show. Like the last episode, I'm watching it and I'm like, I am weeping. Like I just watched my grandma get hit by a train. Uh, like I, I am, like I'm crying. I'm touched. I'm emotionally like I'm so invested in this that I don't want it to end. I want it to be like the only show I ever watch again. Every I want it to be a soap opera that's on every day. See, that's the thing that made me mad about it is that. The first one, uh, the Hill House, made me cry and feel all those emotions, and this one made me feel nothing. And I was like, "Oh man, I hate you." I don't know. It's just indicative of your 2020. I think. (laughs) (laughs) I watched them back to back. I think that's another. Oh really? Yeah. So yeah, like we finished. I finished the Hill House, and then watched 
uh, Blind Manor, and it was just like it's Henry Thomas Overkill. You got that's what it is. That's, uh, <laughs> HTOK, HTOK. No, that happens by this like in the like that. That's why everyone hates the last ten minutes of ET because it's just like <laughs> too much Henry Thomas. All right, Henry Thomas, you piece of shit, just shut up. Get your British looking face out of here. <laughs> Stupid British accent. I know. Oh man. And he's good in it, but I was like, no yeah. one's doing a bad job in this. I just don't care. <laughs> like, uh. I could have that. That could be the mantle on my front door of my home. <laughs> <laughs> just doing a good job. I Everyone's doing a good job. I just don't care. Welcome to the Matthews home. Uh. Now, see, Clayton, if we were a good podcast, this would be the point where a, a theme song would come in. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, listeners. By the way, we are recording. Um, hello, listeners. Uh, <laughs> we don't have a song. We know we need one. We know. We know we do. You guys. We're um, trying. We're we're trying we're to trying. Be we're, as fancy as those other ones are. If we could get, you know what I want for a theme song. If we don't get a real one, I want four of our listeners who don't know each other to do an acapella theme song for us. I want them to get together and do one. Get the nobodies involved. I I love yeah. that. Listen, everyone, if you can make us a theme song, we'll give you a, I don't know, we'll figure, we'll figure out a prize that'll be a dandy. We'll show you a picture of someone else's nipple. You don't know. Yeah. We'll just, just it's going to be a nipple. Could be a dude's, could be a lady's. It's a very zoomed in one. <laughs> it's yeah. blurry. Because right now I'll be like, all right, here we go. And then we'll be like, here's the nobodies to watch everything. Check out our butts. <laughs> Like, I think well, I did it. Done. Never mind. I win my own contest. Awesome. You're getting a nip, Rick. <laughs> All right. And that being said, welcome to Nobody Watches Everything, a podcast where we delve into the world of streaming movies. I don't have my script up right now, so I'm just I'm just riffing, baby. Um, just come on. You know what this is by now, you guys. Two two people randomly watch a movie from RealGood.com. And we have to watch whatever it tells us to watch. Yes, and we this do. is us. I'm your host, Rick Matthews. My other host, my dear, dear compatriots in this horrible vision we've given ourselves, <laughs> Mr. Clayton Williams. Hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful introduction to this uh, roller coaster ride we call a podcast. <laughs> and this week's movie was none other than Passport to Paris. Starring Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Has anyone ever said Ashley and Mary Kate Olsen? Like, can I go to prison right now for saying that out loud? <laughs> I think so. I think it's against the law. And like, even with Elizabeth Olsen being famous, you still have to call it Mary Kate, Ashley, and Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> I believe you have to say Elizabeth Olsen, the sister of Mary Kate. Mary Ashley. <laughs> She's not even a person. <laughs> um, this is a 1999 direct to video film um it was the first of a series of movies made direct to video by the olsen twins it's um, actually the like we'll get into it because i was very shocked at how many of these movies there are <laughs> this was written by i don't want to put the blame solely on them but written by elizabeth Kruger and craig shapiro uh directed by ellen metter stars mary kate ashley olsen some other people that we don't care about uh, okay, it was given a 5.3 score on IMDb. It was uh, 5.3 seems 
like crazy that over 50% of the people were like, yeah, this is a dope flick. I, I, um, I, <laughs> I think I understand why I, it's uh I might shock you to to reveal that I think this movie is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of the movies we've watched so far, this movie comes in second. I don't even like it's weird. So this movie it's it's it is a a comfortable bad that I'm like like okay with because it's just like a shitty kids movie so it has every shitty kid movie trope you've ever seen and it doesn't yeah it doesn't rattle my brain because it's like yeah they're gonna have a big meet up at the dance and they're gonna do something stupid or blah 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 and and like i was watching this with my fiance and we immediately as soon as we knew that they were going to be in france there's going to be a joke about escargot and people not being able to eat any French food and there's going to be someone asking for a hamburger. It's like, these are all like it ass jokes that we all know. It's like, you could literally find these in like a filing cabinet and you're like kid movie. All right. Got it. They're in a different country. This one here done. They nailed it. Yeah. They nailed, they nailed all the tropes that went with it. Like they got it. They got it down. Um, right away. I was anti this movie, Clayton. I'll tell (laughs) you. Um, here's what happened when they go when like so they're in school and obviously you know it's the same shit one is is i i will never be able to tell them apart but the one that looks less like a monkey um, (laughs) i don't know which one it is but that one does she have like a bootleg operation going on inside of her locker Dude, all right. From the get go, I was very confused because they have—they're the only two people who have larger lockers in their school, and they have—they're filled with like criminal things. And I'll—I'll I'll let you in on a little secret. If you're ever watching a Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen film again, because you have—you uh, have a young daughter, and you might want to have to introduce her to something that she has no care about or doesn't even understand why you'd be watching like thirty-year-old twins. Um, but Mary Kate was always the sporty one and Ashley was always the more feminine one. And this is like one of the first movies where they're both like fashion people, but there's still like little moments. So it's like, that's how you would normally figure out which one is, which is like Uh. Mary Kate, Mary Kate always was like, I'm tough. And so I think she was the one with the CDs. So I don't know. She was like, I think she invented LimeWire. Like I'm not sure. That's like she had all kinds of stuff, but so that part was weird. But then here's the thing that like killed me in this movie. She goes home, and uh, I don't like. So there, she has you know they go home to their parents, and uh, the dad is played by Matt McCoy. Um, not a lot of people know this about me. I've never talked about this out loud. I fucking hate Matt McCoy. I do too. He ruined the Police Academy franchise, and I'll never forgive him for it. <laughs> like, he was in Police Academy 5. That was the first one without Steve Gutenberg, and that's where everything just went to shit completely. So I'll never... I see him, and I immediately fucking hate him. Now, uh, I did a little research. Um, Police Academy 5 was directed by Alan Metter, the same director of this very movie. What?! But we got some nepotism going on here. Oh, Alan Metter directed them, and then, uh, but then, 
But then I decided to look up. Um, so I decided to look up Ellen Metter. And here's where things go crazy. Because now I was ready to hate the director too. Because mm. I was like, all right, you directed, you ruined, you brought this guy in from Police Academy. But then I see Ellen Metter. He, uh, he directed some of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah? He, he directed Moving with Richard Pryor. Okay, yeah. Um, he also directed Back to School with Ronnie Dangerfield. Fuck yeah, I love Back to School. That's like Back to School oh. is one of my favorite movies. Little fun fact about me: Back to School is the first movie I saw a boob. <laughs> That's my first boob movie. Oh man, uh, uh, like I was torn. I didn't know what to do. Just one of the guys is mine. So <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> oh, dude, how does he make this movie? This movie's, but it's also like. Everyone's got a rock bottom, man. I think it's just, it's such a money grab, right? Because, yeah. so, like I said, all these movies, this movie is just full of tropes that have that mean nothing. And it's like, it's so by the numbers that they couldn't even figure out a, a normal way for them to have gone to Paris. Like, the reason they go to Paris is so convoluted and so weird that... Yeah, I, the parents think they're not, like, I don't understand why the parents thought that they were failing their children. Yeah, the parents think they're failing the children, and instead of the parents also just setting up a trip for them going together for the trip, uh, where it's like, in in a normal movie, you would have a story where it's like a family decides to have a trip, a family trip to, to Paris, and then that's how they get into all their hijinks. Instead, they just randomly buy tickets for their 12-year-old girls to travel by themselves to go to Paris, and then they don't tell us until after they've already bought these tickets, like I'm surprised by it, like I'm the girls. But then you find out that their grandfather is an ambassador to France, and he's like the ambassador to France. Like he's like a a political player. All of a yeah, sudden, he is an important political figure and has been living there since World War Two. Like, and then well, I don't think he's been there that long. But their grandmother is also French. And then he doesn't even bring. No, up- she was a nurse. I think she was an American nurse, and they okay. met there, like at like an got- army base. But that's that's even wilder. Like that, that that's such a convoluted reason to get to France instead of just. Oh, it's so couple- stupid. They could have just 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 they could have had the grandfather be an ambassador and be like, "Hey, your grandfather, he doesn't get to see you a lot because he's in France all the time. He wants to bring you guys out to visit." Exactly like that, and. Th- they set up so much random shit in this movie that is not oh, it's so dumb. It's, it's like, so dumb. Like, like you said with the CD locker and stuff. I'm like, is she like, yeah, like you said, is she a bootlegger? Is she like, is this like her important thing? She never brings up music ever in this movie. She's never like a DJ or some other bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like you have a locker full of like CDs that you're burning for no reason, and then. There's no need to have the boys, like the, no. the high school guys. Those boys are so unimportant, especially when they're going to be replaced by American kids pretending to be French. And yeah, <laughs> I love like so the one of the kids, so dumb. One of the kids is clearly so bad at acting that they said you have to be the more French one. So you don't have as many lines, because yeah, because <laughs> we have to. Pretend. Which one was that, anyways? I couldn't figure any he was of them the out. Blonde, he was the blonder one. He was like, because yeah. the one kid uh, who always wore turtlenecks, despite it being like 
crazy warm weather because he was France. French. Yeah, that, everything about this movie has all like someone walks with baguettes out of nowhere. You're like, oh. they do. They go and get baguettes. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip right to this part because it drove me insane. He's he's <laughs> like, we're going to uh, we're going to show you the real France, and then they just go to the Eiffel Tower and have like a chicken fight with baguettes. And then they go to like the the Louvre, and yeah. then they go to like they don't do anything that's. I thought they were going to go to like an underground fighting ring. Like, <laughs> they go to a cafe and get like espresso. I don't know what they did. They yeah, just hung they out. do everything that you could do like at Epcot. Like there's all these like very surface level French things where they're just like, yeah. can you believe there's cheese here? Like that's the kind of twelve year olds walk around eating a loaf of bread. Exactly. They should have been smoking cigarettes and drinking wine like real twelve-year-old French people. Kissing, mouth kissing. It is so. There's like I will say, there's one joke in this movie that I genuinely laughed at, and it happens. And they and it happens when they get into the uh, their grandfather's house in France, and they leave their luggage, and. Someone brings up their luggage, and then the butler moves luggage, rolls it, like lifts up the handles, rolls it for like three inches, and then closes it so he can pick it up and walk through the stairs. I was like, that is such a weird thing for him to randomly do that it actually made me laugh. That butler's a serial killer. Like, he was a... He was crazy. Like, that shit at the end when they were, like, leaving and saying goodbye to the staff, and he was just standing there like... (laughs) (laughs) That butler has, like, another... So, they give the girls wine, even the... uh, Alright. There are a lot of, like, little tropes, again, because it's a shitty kids movie in France, and one of the the two twins that, again, they all look like little apes. It's very funny. They're just little... These little monkey twins... We can say that because they're white girls. <laughs> no one can have accused us of nothing. Well, me, really. Let's be yeah. honest. It'd be me. If anyone was going to go down for this. It would definitely be Rick talking shit about the... Yeah. If it was like, a different, uh, different set of famous female twins, it might be... Whoa. Uh, the movie would have been better, I think, with 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 them. Atienta Maramar, yes. I, yeah. Uh, don't change any other cast members except for. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. They had Jeffrey Jones be the one girl's grand or father in uh, How High. Yeah, no, that's not one of the Atienta uh, Mara. You're oh, racist. Boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Welcome to the series finale of uh, Two Nobody Talk Everything. We're getting canceled so quickly. <laughs> it's been a good one. <laughs> oh my god, they're trying to choke with me! <laughs> they're trying to kill Rick! <laughs> I just got force choked by... It's because I said Ashley and Mary Kate before. <laughs> it's like watching the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, this is God. nonsense. I'm leaving all that in, by the way. I don't give a shit. Yes, please do, because people need to know what they're doing, what they're doing <laughs> to us. Don't um, say it backwards. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. It's something about all oh, the butler. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one of the girls spits wine in his face, 
and then he licks it off his finger. <laughs> yeah, that's. I didn't even want to talk about that part because I just feel like we shouldn't have watched that. You, I feel like that was an outtake they they left in as evidence. Know why I want to talk about it? Because the cr- ending credits they show that clip like eight times as the outtakes, and they're like she spit bare- like in his mouth. She spit like she spit in his mouth. It was like a weird fetish thing, and I was very uncomfortable about I'll it. I'll cut right to the outtakes, too. They went to the outtakes, because it doesn't matter. Everyone, you've watched this movie, or you're not going to. So, <clears throat> so like, the outtakes, it looked like the least amount of fun set to work on. Like, the Olsen twins are dead inside. They're so tired. Like, my fiance said that. She's like, they look exhausted doing this movie. And it's a fun family trip movie. Where you just get to go to par- like seeing that these girls have been working since they were literally born is the yeah. saddest shit ever. And this is the first time I've ever seen them. Like I've uh, like I watched you know I saw like Full House, not like all of them, but I saw like some Full House because I was like a little bit older. Yeah, you know, I'm forty. I'm almost forty two now. Mm-hmm. So like when Full House was out, I was like old enough to watch it sometimes, but I didn't watch it. So the only exposure I had was them one at a time. As like a little baby and then a little bit older, you know, being all sassy with the how rudes and yeah, you know yeah. I mean, so I know, I know very little of them. And then, like, I remember I stopped reading Maxim magazine way a long time ago because I thought of it was so gross that they had a countdown in their in yeah. their issues. Like it was like a countdown to them turning eighteen. That is a that it was like four weird. months until they're eighteen. I was like, that's freaking gross. Like we yeah. literally, as a country have seen them grow up and now we're talking about how hot they are i'm like one no they're not they're not i will will say as i am 32 years old and i would have been i am younger than the olsen twins by like a couple years and i will say 100 percent they have never been hot ever no they're not (laughs) and although what i will say is that one of them like one of them managed to do what batman never could Killed the Joker. <laughs> That's what I know about them. Can we just start getting memes of her being like, why so serious? <laughs> uh, you know, I was going to have them come in as guests to be on this episode, but I was like, no, I got too many mean things to say about Heath Ledger. <laughs> so I didn't put the invite out. Oh, what else? Oh, this is gone. So <laughs> you you mentioned like this is the weird thing about this movie. It's just not interesting. It's so by the numbers that it is like, oh, okay, they're gonna eat escargot because snails are the only thing people snails. Know. snails and baguettes are the only thing people know France about, at least for kids' movies. There's going to be like some big dance that they're going to maybe miss, but then they have to reveal that their grandfather is okay with it. And then he tells them the whole backstory about their grandmother, which made things more confusing. I put some notes down that one thing that I was happy was that their grandfather's assistant was actually cool with them after a certain point. Cause usually in these like shitty kids movies, that person's plotting against them the entire movie until they- yeah, they're like a foil. The yeah. whole time, yeah. They, like, fall into a lake or do some other stupid-ass thing. But he was actually like, you know what? You guys are cool. I get it. I'm going to be all right with you. And then it all worked out at the end. 
yeah, he's actually in my, you know, because we're going to start doing it again. Uh, we can just do it right now. Like, what I liked about the movie, it was actually, like, the subplot with him and the hot model. That was... Like, I, the, they were cute. I kind of liked it. It was so weird that, that, like, that's one of these, like, odd subplots in this movie because they just randomly meet this supermodel and no one else is like, that's a fucking supermodel. Like, they, the movie ends at a dance that the two French boys at Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, I said it right, please don't kill me. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that they go to, and the two boys that they meet in Paris are supposed to have a band performing there. And it's a kid's dance. And there's two adults randomly there. And one of them is a famous supermodel and not a yeah. single person says a word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're at that, and they're in a band. The two boys are in a band. I'll skip right to this. They're in a band that apparently they don't need to be in because yes! when the girls get there, they go to dance with them, and the band is just playing <laughs> not only without they, them. Not only they're playing, but they have the most insane instrument. Like, like so the band had, like, seven bass players. Oh, it's like Arcade Fire. <laughs> yeah. Saxophonist. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? I was expecting a violinist like in yellow card. Like that shit was so <laughs> They ended up they ended up turning into Gogol Bordello after a little while. That's the thing. But my note about the band is uh no, I, I just wrote uh would would you dance with me at the dance? My band is performing it. My horrible, horrible, horrible <laughs> band without us, apparently. It's such a bad like, and when they get there and the they're playing, they're also both playing guitar, and it's like this band has to sound horrifying. There are they did they did, and it, they weren't even playing the song that was playing. It's like there are fifteen guys playing lead guitar. You can't tell like it's awesome. Oh my god, this movie is so bad. This movie could have been hostile. Because I kept like forgetting that I'm watching a made for like a like a direct to video movie for little girls, so like I'm like when they go off like with these these boys, I'm like oh they're fucking dead. I'm yeah. like there's no way they're gonna live through like, and then I'm like oh wait no no they're probably gonna be fine. They're uh, they're this is just a a direct to TV movie you know or whatever you know so I'm like they're gonna be okay. But I was like no it's gonna be like hostile like the Olsen twins are gonna end up chained together in a tub. It would if they were older, it would have been because honestly, I mean, if this was real life, they definitely would. Because the parents, one of the things about this that makes this whole story even stupider is that the parents also seem shocked that they had tickets to Paris. Like I remember in the beginning when they get the tickets, and then they're like, "All right, we got a surprise." And then when they're like, "You're supposed to get picked up by your granddad," like, "Is this really happening? Are we doing this?" And it's like. Did you guys not buy the tickets and just randomly got tickets? Like, were you just like yeah. caught up in like a like a sex trade travel thing? Like, is this gonna be I like? Think, yeah, they sold their kids to somebody. Like, <laughs> and like, so much is so dumb in this movie. Like, um, when uh, uh, how do I begin? When they <laughs> nothing, nothing makes sense in like a like the whole thing but here's the thing when they run off and they sneak away with the boys at night mm -hmm. and the guy lets them he's like be back you got three hours you know what i mean but then they get arrested on the roof for being on the roof of that building when they come back they act like everyone else is crazy 
for uh, like it's like you snuck away from the embassy. Mm-hmm. You got arrested on the roof of a building with two random French boys. And now, like, you're just wondering why you can't go to the dance? It's like, how do you think your parents are going to feel when I tell them yes. that you got arrested in Paris? Everything that they do could be an international incident. That's, like, the crazy thing about where they're, like, they're so focused on, like, these bullshit, like, Vespa-driving little dorks. And then they're not thinking about the fact that their grandfather is the ambassador to France. He is the American ambassador to France, which just thinking about the fact that he has such a high level job for such a non important movie, it's like the stakes are too high. Like they're way too high. Also, those two little teenage boys broke into the embassy. Mm-hmm. Like and threw rocks at the window of these which, girls. Like they broke into the embassy. This is a bigger like thing than Benghazi. Okay, <laughs> no one died in it, but they could have. They like, could have. I want to see the emails. <laughs> Show me Grandpa's emails. Yeah, because they they make a note of him having a computer, and it's like very important that you know that he has a laptop computer. Like they do multiple scenes with the like. This movie feels like it's sponsored by like whatever shitbag IBM computer that was from ninety nine and McDonald's. Oh, like, definitely McDonald's for sure. McDonald's <laughs> and uh, whatever computer program. Made that weird CGI green screen tour of the Louvre happen for oh them. Oh my god! Just paintings were flying by their head like it was a like a infomercial. That blew my mind because you're literally at you're literally in Paris. It doesn't cost any money to go into a museum. They didn't do anything indoors. Yeah, if you think about it, they even did when they went on the little like shopping trip with the model. They did all of their like. You know, the typical, like, montage, you know, like, no, no, yes, coming out of the dressing rooms. They did that all outside. Like, I feel like everyone was like, fuck this. I don't want these dumbass people filming this stupid movie in here. Like, they found one set that they could go into for the embassy, and then that's it. Because it's like, no wonder they always spent everything. Like, the... By the way, when the girls get arrested... I don't even know why they got arrested because the guy was like, all right, got to get out. And they just stood there and just kept talking. And then like the French boys are like, you can't kick us out. Where's the sign? And then he, he just moves the kid's jacket that he put over it. And yeah. like, I'm like, why the fuck did you not like, they could, shouldn't have been arrested in the, they could have just left on account of the security. <clears throat> I was like, yeah, you just beat it. <laughs> Uh, well, I talked about what I liked about the movie. I enjoyed the subplot, little romance mm-hmm. between the uh, grown-ups. What did you like about the movie? Uh, well, yeah, I liked the I liked the that Jeremy wasn't he didn't stay the classic foil where he's just trying to like at every angle like he didn't like this is one of those weird things. It hits all the tropes of like these shitty kids movies, but then it also doesn't do the thing like someone falls in a lake and everyone laughs or some other stupid, like, physical... Like, the guy obviously had to do the <clears throat> Macarena, which was stupid yeah. as all get out. But there is, like... It was supposed a, to be. Like, there was a silly thing. Yeah, but there's, like, a little bit of restraint to it, but it's also because the movie is so scattered that they couldn't keep up with all the things they wanted to do. Like, they had a checklist, and they were like, 
uh, well, we did the snails, but can we do a fall? No. Like, okay. Nah. Like, <laughs> can we do a group dance at the end where everyone dances the way the Olsen twins dance? No, we don't have time for that. Okay. So, right. <laughs> also, right. my other, I only have a few more things to say about the movie, but I thought the grandpa's turnaround was like something to worry about. Because, like, he changed so fast that it's like, oh, he needs to sit down with someone. And, like, they, they need to do an assessment on him. Yes. He is so immediately from being the most drastically upset about them not learning anything on these dumbass cruise trips or whatever. To now he's like, you know what? I got. I was here. I was a GI. I saw this hot chick in France. I started banging her. And then I be- she became your grandma. And you're like wait what and like we had 45 years together and it's just like i don't we sent your mother straight back to america somehow (laughs) that's the the crazy thing it's like so he was so important there's too much backstory for this grandfather because he was such an important war vet and he was so in like as like a political leader that he became the ambassador to of america to france it's like yeah and, and not only that, that isn't a part of their lives before. Like, your grandfather is the ambassador of America to France. And you've never been there before. And you've never been there before. And you're just some boring-ass family in fucking Southern California talking about nonsense, scaring cheerleaders with worms for no fucking reason. That was dumb as hell. It's, it's, yeah. so, like, it's such an important figurehead job that everything around it would be important. Like the fucking mayor's like nephew or whatever would have this, have a hard time living normal. And you're telling me the ambassador to America from like, it's so fucking stupid. It is. It's really fucking stupid. Um, I will have to say this though. You said this was their first movie. This is not because They've been making a lot of these really bad movies that seem to be revolving around them traveling since like 1998. Oh, well, this was out in 99. This was like what I read was this is their first of like six put out by this company. Okay, like they're doing like a cash grab, like whatever this company they worked with on this one. Yeah, because this is their uh, their production company that they have Dual Star, which I I like. So they start off with like Billboard Dad, which I remember because my mother worked at a daycare and they played this a lot. And then Passport to Paris, uh, Our Lips Are Sealed, where they go to Australia, Uh. Uh, Winning London, which they go to uh, London, uh, Texas, or whatever. (laughs) No, no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Holiday in the Sun. Uh, getting there, which was just like a ski lodge. Uh, when in Rome, uh, I'm never gonna watch another one of these movies. I, like if this, if, even if, like, because I'm about to hit the randomizer. I'm about to hit the roulette wheel right now. If if another Olsen twin movie comes up, I'm just gonna hit it again. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not even gonna tell you, Clayton. Like I'm gonna. I'm gonna betray everyone I've ever met. Uh, I I totally understand. We it, like we have no need unless it's uh. The challenge where they do the real world road rule challenge for him. They this all feels like where Adam Sandler got his later movie ideas because it's just like probably, oh, they're well, probably they, have the same writers. Yeah, 
vacation trip? Oh, sure. Where do we want to? Yeah, where do we, me and my friends want to go to? Kind of a thing. <laughs> you All guys right. want to go to Acapulco? <laughs> that being said, how do you feel? Are you are you ready to go? I'm definitely ready to go. I'm excited. To All see right. We have ready next. to close the door on uh on passport to Paris once and for all. Yes, well, I will never right. go back to the country. <laughs> See you later, Ashley and MK. Oh no! Oh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm staring her straight in the face. Here we go. <laughs> hey, I'm happy. Oh, do you see this on the on the, on the thing? Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Next week's movie, Ace Ventura Two: When Nature Calls. This is my favorite of the two. Oh, really? 1995 film starring the one and only Jim Carrey. Summoned from an ashram in Tibet, Ace finds himself on a perilous journey into the jungles of Africa to find Shikaka, the missing sacred animal of the friendly Wachati tribe. He must accomplish this before the wedding of the Wachati's princess to the Prince of the Warrior. I do not wow. remember the plot of this movie at all. So I do. I know this movie. Like, I could probably quote half the movie right now like i love i swear to god i love this movie which i kind of just for the sake of the pod i want everyone to like it just so happens that clayton and i agree on all these movies so far i can't wait for the one that comes in where like you loved it and i think it was a turd or vice versa like that's what i'm hoping oh, I'm, for. I'm 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 super excited and i haven't seen ace ventura uh when nature calls in like 10 years so i'm excited to see this again this is going to be fun. <laughs> All right, man. Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls, next week's movie. Anything else to add, sir? Um, Yeah. Remember, uh, this is very serious, and I know we've been joking about it through the podcast, but please don't say Mary Kay Nashley Olsen's name in the wrong order. Cause it's... I was irresponsible, and I'd like to apologize. I know. To, uh, we're like... not, not to them. I want to apologize to you for bringing you into this, Clay. <laughs> we're very, like, we're trained professionals in this, but I'm telling you right now, don't try it at home. If you say it in the wrong order, it's very bad. And I don't, I, I'm just saying, like, Answer the chain mail letters, whatever you got to do, or do whatever you have to to protect yourself from the, the bad juju of saying Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen's name backwards. Yeah, I, I've gone too far, man. Hopefully I'm still here next week. I don't know what's going to happen. Remember to uh, remember everyone to keep your eggs at 112 degrees centigrade, which is actually 230. That's 237 degrees Fahrenheit. You're going to fuck up your eggs if you listen to the cook from A Passport to Paris. Yes. That being said... <laughs> You're just gonna you're gonna fuck your eggs up. Take it from me, an egg guy. Um, mm -hmm. all right, everyone. See you next week. Remember to hit us up at nobody watches everything at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at nobody watches everything. You guys, we love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. We'll see you soon. We love you. Love you. Bye. Have, bye. Mm -hmm. Au revoir.